My name's Mark. I'm Gabe. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Pastor Tom uh, needs to help a little bit here because uh, it looks like hashtag coffee cake, coffee cake ministry <laughs> yeah. has definitely come into effect this it's morning. It's in full effect right now. When things yeah. go south, it's always my fault. So just so you know. <laughs> so I brought it along thanks to Melinda's good yes. culinary talents. Thank so. you, Melinda. Good morning, Melinda. Thank you so much. Yeah, and then we've got a picture of Coffee Cake Ministry beginning here in the studio just a few minutes ago. We're going to get it up uh, on our Facebook page after the program this morning. Pastor Tom Repke is back for a record-setting third appearance Goodness on mm. uh, our Bible study time. He's it, just a part of the show now. He is. So you guys shouldn't expect me to read the scripture. You guys take care of that. I'm going to eat. You have one piece left. I'm fellowshipping. I'm fellowshipping with you guys. That's excellent. Uh, That's excellent. Yeah, I love it. Uh, So, Tom, welcome back. Good morning. Thank you. Good to be here. Tom is from Linden Road Presbyterian Church, and we are always thankful when he uh, joins us, not only to talk about uh, things that are happening in society and what's going on, but today it looks like what's going on in the world and our scripture have kind of converged in one place. They have. Okay. Can I set this up? So here's where it started. Um, the, there's a book uh, by a pastor, John Mark Comer, who's on the West, uh, Pacific Northwest, and it's called The, the Relentless Elimination of Hurry. Mm. Okay, mm. and you just think about where we've been. So I'm preaching through a series, but it's interesting that that title of that book actually came from a conversation with another pastor, John Ortberg, who has since retired. When he was going to Willow Creek, his mentor was Dallas Willard who was this great yeah. Christian philosopher out of Southern California college. Yeah. And so it's interesting when Ortberg tells the story, when he got a, uh, got the call to go to Willow Creek to be at this, at that time in the nineties, the largest, one of the largest churches in the world. Right. right. He called Dallas to say, who had been his mentor for a number of years to say, okay, what do I do? How do I keep my faith in the midst of my spirituality, in the midst of leading. Wow, what a question that is. Right, so yeah. he's got the book open, it's on the telephone, right, they're having this conversation, and so the first thing Dallas says after a period of silence is, you must uh, ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And Ortberg went, okay, that's a, you know, that's a good place to start, right, because we're all <laughs> hurried. Yeah. And so then he says to Dallas, so what's, what's the number, n- number two? And th- there was this long pause. And Dallas says, there is nothing else. Wow. Which, when you think about... And that was the 90s? That was the 90s. So you just think about where we are today with technology and living... I mean, just, you know, just the news. Just at the top of the hour. It's just like, it's so overwhelming to us. We've kind of noticed that. Yeah. (laughs) In the last week or so. But at the same time, this, you know, the scriptures... And we've, you know, we've talked about it. And so really, it's about discipleship. It always goes back to that, right? Yeah. Right. What's my intimacy in my intimate relationship with God? And, and so when we look at the scripture, which we all know well, so I was a little, you know, overwhelmed yesterday as I was, you were sort of priming the pump. And it's like, you know, we're really going to look what that Pastor Tom brings, you know? And it's like, <laughs> ah, the game's on. It's yeah, like, no. pressure. <laughs> we, we put the pressure on you. Right. But um, to hurry over here <laughs> and tell us what we're well, but oh, I think part of it is just leaning into, and so we can, re- I want to read it in a couple different versions. Um, so maybe 
Are you ready to read, Gabe? Yeah, I've got the King James Version because I the first time I read this, I did the NIV, mm-hmm. and I was tripping all over it right. because, you know, we know the King James, yes, right? right, right. So, okay. all right, I'm going to start with King James Version. Go for it. We are in Matthew 11, uh, verses 28 through 30. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Mm. Okay. King James Version. Okay. Now, Tom, I know you have a couple different things open over there. Yes. Where do you want to read from, at least to kind of start off and maybe kind of a little contrast to the KJV? Right. Well, the message, which is okay. a, it's a paraphrase. Paraphrase. So yeah. it's not a translation. So it's good for devotion. But if you really want to dive into the Greek and all that, it's not good for that. But I think, right. you know, we're reminded that the message came to us by Eugene Peterson, who began writing uh, that the message back in the 1960s as he was trying to lead a church he had planted in outside of Baltimore in the midst of the race riots. And he was having problems with his, his folks reading the scriptures on a regular basis. Mm. So that's what drove him. So here's what he, how he says it. He says, are you tired? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you worn out? Mm. Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's good. Oh. See, I've never been a big fan of the message. But wow. Well, right. The unforced rhythms of grace. But it's, you got to back up, and there's so much here, the idea of we're working. Yeah. So somehow in the tension with Jesus, even though he's inviting us to rest, we're working with him. Mm-hmm. And normally we think about those two words. We don't think about them being side by side, right? Mm-hmm. We think of one or the other. Correct. But it's this modeling of what Jesus is offering us. And then he goes on to say, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Mm, that sounds good. Oh, my. I mean, there's something attractive to that, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes, there is. And I think that's the, the part as I was leaning into this, this current series and even the story that uh, John Mark Comer, he actually wrote the book in 2019, but he make a make a church pastor and he burned out. And mm. so as he began to lean into it, now his mentor is John Ortberg. So there's this mentoring of mentoring of mentoring going on. And I think when we think about our own stories, you know, it's that common journey together of what does it mean to be a fully devoted follower of Jesus? And we know we do life together, so that's why this we do. season we've been in has been so hard as we're thinking about, you know, listen to the news coming up. I mean, the schools are closing again, and if you're the in the administration, how do you balance that? I mean, Melinda's a dean at, a, at our local community college in the health sciences, and so, you know, trying to figure out clinical, I mean, all these various things that weigh on us, and yet we just want to do life, you know? Right, because that's what we were made for. Right. Okay, 714. Has everybody been enticed into this passage? Okay, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. If you haven't uh, turned to it yet, turn to it now. And that's where we're headed, verse by verse and line by line with Pastor Tom Repke, coming up in just a little under two minutes. Stick around. It's going to be good. 
And we are back. It is Bible study time on this Wednesday morning. It's the 1st of September. And so, Gabe, we start with a familiar passage. Mm -hmm. But Tom has read it for us in a little more unfamiliar way. And uh, so before Tom gets back maybe to referencing the unfamiliar, uh, let me just go to the latest translation of this passage in the Christian Standard Bible, the CSB. Uh, just came out a couple of years ago. Jesus speaking, again, our passage this morning, Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Line by line, Sure. Verse by verse. Where do we start, Tom? Well, we've got to back up just a little bit. All right. Because we've got to remember, you know, we're re- reading this through the lens of the New Testament, right? We're mm-hmm. living through the, through, the, through the promise of the cross and the resurrection. So our, our view is more comprehensive. So, you know, if we hit the Wayback Machine and go yeah. back to ancient Israel, and so we're actually there in the first century with Jesus, you know, what is it that he's trying to get them to understand? So you'll see here in a moment, I mean, mm-hmm. the idea of being yoked, okay, that we're going to talk about in a few moments, is okay. actually something that the ancient Israelites really understood because it was about being yoked to the Mosaic Law. Okay. Right? And so the problem is, and be reminded, and like and we do a Bible study on Thursdays at the church, and we're walking through, we've been walking through Paul's letters. And so Romans, First and Second Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, and there's a constant theme through that where Paul's trying to get them to see that the ancient way is not is actually fulfilled in a whole different way, and of course they would know uh, Jesus hearers right would know the idea of being yoked from what they encounter in the fields every day and every week, whether it's an oxen or a mule or another right animal who is working in the fields right yeah because they would be wearing that yoke right which is being held on to by those reins by the farmer right and and, and hang on to that thought because okay we'll we'll get to that in a moment because the yoking is interesting when you start looking at this you know it's interesting what's taking place on the farm or in the fields um but you know this idea that jesus is inviting them come to me right come to what i'm offering you because you got to remember he's blowing it all up right He's saying to the religious leaders who sometimes I think we, we think of them in pejorative terms, you know, negative. But, you know, the, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you know, the Sadducee, because <laughs> of the way they viewed the world, they were sad because um, they didn't believe in the resurrection, right? There's a whole little play there. Um, but the idea is that they, they were just trying to figure it out. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, and probably the most powerful thing for me in the last week as I'm preaching through this Sunday, I actually read the message version three different times. And each time I slowed down and read through it and talked about how Jesus never ran. He always walked. Mm -hmm. You see, Uh, and when you see the gospel stories, the narratives, he's always walking from someplace to someplace else. But he's always being interrupted, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like the story of Jairus' daughter, right? So Jairus comes to him and says, my daughter's dying. And Jesus is like, okay, I'm on my way. And then he's on his way to her. To meet her and heal her, he meets the woman who's been bleeding for 12 years. You got me spinning right now because Peter ran. Yes. And John ran. Right. And the centurion ran out to meet Jesus. Right. But Jesus never 
ran. Right. So Jesus is saying, come to me, right? Uh-huh. And he lays out this whole mindset. But yet, be reminded, too, and as I'm thinking this through, you know, Jesus had 33 years of ministry time on the earth, right? But he didn't start until you're 30. You know, right. How, how busy are we, right? Got to get it done, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think in the context of, as we think about discipleship and what, what really comes out of this passage, is really important for us to see that, you know, he's inviting us into a relationship. And when you think about your spiritual journey, I mean, we're all trying to figure it out, right? And it's like, am I good enough? Do I measure up? Right. Do I have what, it's ta- what it takes? I mean, I hear that all the time in the jail from the guys. It's like, I just can't do this thing called life because I, you know, f- for all sorts of reasons, family systems and, you know, absent father. I mean, there's all... But at the end of the day, Jesus is saying, I know all that. Will you just come to me? And I'm going to show you a rhythm of grace that I really, you know, these rhythms. Now, it's work. It really is. True. So it's the tension of these things, right, of how do we live into it. And so we continue on with, you know, are you weary and burdened? And he says, what? I will give you rest. You know, I mean, wait a minute, rest? And then as we read through it, it's like, but there's work involved here. But really, the work is about us spending time with him, about our developing a rhythm, right, a, a cadence. You know, I, I'm constantly saying at the, at the church, you know, if you'll just be in your word, if you'll be in God's word every morning, even if it's only five minutes, um, there's all sorts of huge margin that comes from that in terms of the days you lean into it. And I know for me, actually, uh, I, I use version. You know, Andre oh, yeah. uses I'm doing the Bible app. I'm mm-hmm. doing the uh, Nikki Gumbel's plan to read through a year. But I'm also doing the, the morning. There's actually every day they have a verse of the day that somebody reads. There's a little video, and then there's a little post-it you can do, memes that you can do with the scripture. And mm-hmm. I've got a couple folks at the church. It's like, who can post it first, right? We've got this little competition going. Right. right. Who's in the Word? <laughs> so between five and six, there's a couple of folks. But um, the, the rhythm that has come from that, and in listening to the God's word to speak into us. And, and, but yeah, at the same time, um, there have been days in the last couple months where the, the app actually keeps track of how, how many times you read in a row. So you can build these streaks. So a little bit to play into uh-huh. our human nature. Yeah. Yeah. And I've blown it a couple of times. I mean, I had it up to the point where I was like 154 days nonstop. And then just the tyranny of the day, cause I was mm-hmm. being so hurried. I, it's like, I'm back to one. It's like, ah. mm. right. So, you know, all this to say that, you know, it's interesting that even what Jesus is calling us into as we continue through, uh, take my yoke upon you and learn. Well, again, the, the idea of the field, right? The, yeah. Uh, the, the, so here's what's interesting when you start looking at this. So I got a couple stories about it. So first of all, a lot of times what takes place with the yoking is there's usually a stronger ox paired next to a younger ox. Okay. And the truth is, if you really look at it, as I understand it from the folks who do this stuff, mm-hmm. is that actually all the reins are placed on the, on the stronger ox. Oh. And the stronger ox is then mentoring or showing how to do life to the younger ox. Attention. <laughs> Spiritual application coming up. Yeah. So coming up. Uh, let's unpack that one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Your turn. You know, uh, growing up where I grew up in Geauga County, I got to watch in the fields on a regular basis. And when I was driving that bus for a couple years in between times in radio, I saw many four horse teams and I never thought about it before, but I saw a couple of Amish farmers 
kind of stop and give the teams a rest. And to me, it looked like there were a couple of the horses that really weren't doing very much. Right. And I thought, well, wow, I guess that, that, that farmer has some work to do getting those horses up to snuff. But now (laughs) I realize he was probably teaching those horses. He was. How to do it well. Well, let me lean into that. So there's actually yeah. in, on, on ranches, as I understand it, with cowboys, mm-hmm. that in order to teach a younger horse how to work the, what it's supposed to do, whether it's, you know, in the corral doing, you know, with a, a, a saddle on its back, mm-hmm. they actually will strap that younger horse next to an older horse. Okay. Okay. So again, the yoking. And again, uh-huh. our perspective, I mean, when you Google it and come up with a picture of a yoke, usually you see two Right. But we don't see the whole context. And so even what Jesus is inviting us into, and, and this is a revelation for me, sort of. I mean, it just as I'm working this thing through, trying to figure out, because I'm just hurried, right? We all are. Sure. And then you work through just, you know, you know how much time we spend. I mean, you know, uh, young men, for example, they, they say, I heard this again last night, statistically, uh, because of the time we, the young men particularly uh, do uh, video games. You know, 15 hours a, uh, a week sometimes. Well, if you figure that out over the course of their life to the age 21, they actually could get their undergraduate and graduate degrees with the same amount of time and energy mm. <laughs> and still have time left over. Or you can learn to play the piano, right? Or you can memorize right. the whole New Testament. I mean, pick, pick it, what it. And we don't think that way. Okay, so now that we're thinking about the yoke, right. the way we're thinking about it, right. can you read that passage again maybe in the message yes because now that we're thinking a little differently about what a yoke is i want to hear that again right so he says are you tired mm-hmm. are you worn out are you burned out on religion mm-hmm. so he's given us the context remember that this this is really being written to first century jews who have met jesus and mm-hmm. whose lives have been totally radically changed by his perspective on how to do life it's not about the steps you take it's not about the sticks you don't pick up on the sabbath it's about something totally different. It's about intimacy. Mm. Get away with me, and you will recover your life. I'll mm. show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Don't run with me. Right. I'm running from, the, from thing to thing. We're actually walking. Uh, watch me and learn the unforced rhythms, uh, the unforced rhythms of grace. We don't have to force these things. If we're walking with him, no. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. (sighs) So that idea that the yoke is not meant to be an instrument of pain. Right. It's meant to be an an instrument of bringing me together alongside someone. Teaching me how to do life. Exactly. Jesus' way, which is what I'm calling the in my series is the way of Jesus. I mean, right. the way of his life. And he invites us, right? There's another verse in scripture that says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, yes. Uh, well, we hang on the truth all the time. You know, this is mm-hmm. the way the gospel says, you know, you got to right. get your measure of life by that. But then what's the way of Jesus? Mm-hmm. And even when you think about the early church, what, what did they call themselves? The way. The way. Why? Because <laughs> they were trying to walk in right. the way that Jesus walked. Right. And I get it, we get it wrong, right? And the life then obviously becomes very clear at that point because that means that we are trying to live the life. 
right. that Jesus lived. Right, which was unhurried, and he didn't run. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just to do the pastor thing, you know, to push it back to that. Now, I, oh, I, for my okay. own life. I, yeah. Wow. I, I like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Living freely and lightly, that yeah. is definitely. Okay, so. I it, like free and light. I know we're almost to the bottom of the hour here, and we're almost to the end of the passage. But, Gabe, I have to ask mm-hmm. about the last six years when you were taking all those college classes. Mm-hmm. The hurry part of your life had to have been huge. You mean as far as I was hurrying or I or was yeah, from not. one thing to the next, or were you able to slow things down enough so that you could keep everything separate? I slowed it down, okay, keep everything separate, yeah, I wow. had to because that's know, the only had, way you could have managed right. it right, mhm, and yet, I guess then Pastor Tom, perhaps where the other part of this. We have Gabe who slowed everything down, mm-hmm. yes. but then I know we have people listening who, as more things accumulate on their plate, they speed it up. And and that is where the problems come in, I think. And I think, but I think what you did, Gabe, is so good because I love this. This is a Tom Repke word from a few years back. <laughs> Counterintuitive. <laughs> yes, uh, that's that's counterintuitive because. Our human nature tells us if we're this busy, we got to go, 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 go. And you figured out. Well, that'll wear you out. I know. Well, yeah. You got worn out just taking I'm, it. Hey, I'm worn in out each just living. You know, just. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, but that's the point, right? Is right. When right. we take over whatever it is, the emotional things or even physical things, and we're carrying the load, mm-hmm. that that's when we get worn out. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's that trying to figure it out, and I'm preaching to myself. I got a mirror mm-hmm. up here because I, I, you know, we've got to all figure this thing out in this new season. So even like the technology, I mean, it's just, it's it's complicated because we're not meant to always be on. Amen. Right, but we are. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what? Just because you brought up that question um, with school and things like that, one of the huge things, like the first two classes I took, was time management. Mm-hmm. They they were very, very, they just drilled that into us, you right. know, because we are adults. When you're right. an adult that's got children and, you know, you have a family and you have to go to school, you have to manage a lot of things. So that time management piece, it kind of kind of goes in with no, what we're talking about. Did. And so it's yeah. interesting, a couple of years, more than a couple of years ago, there's a, a, I took our team from another church I was on staff at to a, to a seminar on doing children's ministry. And what was interesting is, the entire theme was time management. Mm-hmm. And I can mm-hmm. remember at the break, my folks going, we haven't learned anything about doing kids ministry. You can't handle kids, <laughs> you can't handle kids if you don't exactly. have time management. Right. So, mm-hmm. the, And what Jim, Jim Winneman is his name, and he's a rock star. Um, Jim basically was saying, look, you've got to figure out how to say no to some things so you can say yes to other things that you can leverage for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing. So you look at Jesus' life, you know, as he's walking from here to there. I mean, he's always getting interrupted. Yeah. All the time. He's in no hurry. Right. right. He's and never yet, in a hurry. He, he, and how he deals with and that's the part of this verse, too, is that he's, for he says, what? Because you're going to learn from me. What are you going to learn? First of all, he says, we see a, a character reference or a character element of Jesus that he's gentle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is just interesting what he's in, inviting us into. This yeah. gentleness and this relationship he wants from us, and he's willing to take the whole load, 
It's just, uh, are we willing to open our hands and say, okay, you know, you're in charge. And mm-hmm. that's the part. Well, let me just take it back for a moment because you don't understand, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Bring us in for a landing. Yeah, so I, I guess this idea is that, you know, Jesus is, is just asking for us to walk with him. Mm-hmm. And if we're willing to walk with him and really trust him in those moments, and that's where it always comes down to, the messiness is, you know, do you trust me mm-hmm. for my provision, my care, right? Even the idea of the ancient Israelites being in, in the wilderness, right? And they only got enough manna for the day. Just for one day. Right. Except when it came time with the Sabbath coming up. Right. And, yeah. and, and as someone who's a type A and I want to plan things out, I would have been going nuts. It's like, well, I need to know about tomorrow. And you, you mentioned that this morning earlier <laughs> yeah. in, a, in another Bible verse, right? Yeah. yeah. What, and so, was that, what was that verse that we oh, read? Oh, 633 that, and following. Yeah. Right. In, in mm-hmm. Matthew, right. in the Sermon on the Mount. Right. Yeah. So the point is, you know, what are the unforced rhythms of grace that Jesus has invited us into to quote Peterson's version of, of this scripture? And really it's to find, you know, rest in him and to know that when we're yoked, it isn't about us doing more. Because mm-hmm. we, yeah, especially pastors, I think, and ministry leaders, it's like, well, the devil doesn't take a Sunday off, so I'm not going to either, hmm. right? Mm. And it's like, no, you don't understand. And I say this even when I do my fatherhood stuff at the jail. It's about if you aren't healthy as a man, you can't be a good father. Mm. You can't be a good husband. You can't love your children and your wife or the mother of your children well. And so it's a whole different perspective because we all think it's about, well, I just need to learn how to be a better parent, you know, how, the three steps to whatever. It's right. Like, no, right. no. Jesus is saying it's real simple. Come to me and I will give you rest. Now we're going to work. But it's Mm -hmm. a whole different kind of understanding of working. And I think that's the part that we have to really pay attention to because Jesus was really, you know, messing as he did, you know, with with their understanding of what it meant because we never really got it right. And even when he offers up his life, you know, at the end of the gospel for his sacrifice, people are like, no, no, Peter's like, you know, you can't do that, right? (laughs) And it's like, no, Jesus says you don't understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, my perspective and my rhythm is really what's important here. Tom, could you lead us in prayer and pray us into this sure. Wednesday sure. and beyond? Sure. Father, we are. We give you this morning, give you the, your word that's come back to us through the Holy Spirit to just understand. Jesus, thank you for just what you've revealed to us. But we just know that it, there's. we just struggle with giving it up to you. So this morning, we just. I just pray for myself and I pray for the team here, Mark and Gabe and others and for all of us, that we would be sensitive to what you want from us and to know that the work that we're supposed to do, if we partner with you and trust you, the yoke is light. And so with that, we find rest. And so we pray your blessing now as we lean into that in your name. Amen. 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 Can you read the Eugene Peterson paraphrase? Sure. (laughs) One more time. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Great reminder, right? Amen. Uh Yeah. Ernie Haas and Signature Sound, that's in the top 25 right now in the uh, Southern Gospel world. Keep on keeping on. can do that. 
Pastor Tom Repke still with us from Linden Road Presbyterian. And, uh, yeah, we have uh, completed our Bible study for the morning on Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. But Tom has more. I do. Uh, yeah, what's going on that uh, you wanted to let us know about? Well, you know, just to continue on the idea of developing disciples. Mm-hmm. And when we think about we, the last time we talked about the book from Fuller Seminary on the three questions that every youth is asking, uh, September 18th, it's a Saturday morning, is actually is the National Day of Volunteer Youth Ministry Training, which is a mouthful. But it's a simulcast, and I know there's a number of, there's like almost 300 sites across the country. We're hosting it at Linden Road. I know uh, there's a church in Canton that's hosting it. But it's just a conversation from 9 to noon uh, with some really smart people just talking about, you know, how do we train up disciples? Uh, and I think it's as relevant to dealing with my, you know, my outpost, my Thursday morning Bible study is actually, I'm the youngest guy in the room. Mm. <laughs> and I've got some great saints that, who are not, and they're looking forward to being there because there's just some really practical things about how do we do life today in this current time. So one of the speakers is Albert Tate. He's pastor of Fellowship Church in L.A., but just talking about like the whole cultural uh, conversation that we're, we're having, you know, that came out of last year's sort of the, 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 you know, the, the un- upheaval, if you will, in our communities, you know, 300 communities were sort of really working through the whole race and, you know, mm-hmm. the diversity issue. And I think it's just a, it'll be a great morning. And, and there's a gal that's actually a, on staff at Fuller is presenting mm-hmm. and just trying to say, you know, as the church, how do we, how do we deal with those things? Cause we know yeah. the truth of Jesus, right? The way, the truth and the life. But how do we do the way of Jesus? And we see where Jesus spent his time, it was with people who um, who were broken and disconnected. And so it's a day of training. And um, actually, I've got, if you, there's a, I've got a code, I know a host, one <laughs> word, that's to get you a $20 discount. But it's for the whole team. Uh, so they can check it out at uh, trainmyvolunteers.com. Trainmyvolunteers.com. All right. And the information is there, and they can see what churches in the area are offering it. And I, I just would heartily encourage uh, Albert Tate's presentation. I've already seen it because they just recorded it. Is actually, it's worth the, the time mm. alone because he really has a view about where we find ourselves today uh, as the church. And again, the, uh, the website to look at all of this and uh, think through it if your church wants to be a part of it? Trainmyvolunteers.com. Tom? Always a pleasure. Mark and Gabe, Uh blessings. Thank Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Tom. And Melinda, thank you once again for hashtag coffee cake ministry. Yes. Oh, it is in abundance. So comforting. I'm sleepy now. The coffee cakes are multiplying. (laughs) It's like loaves and fishes. It's just a delivery agent for sugar. That's what I'm going to say. It's helping me with my relentless elimination of hurry. There we go. That's I'm honest. all over well, it. Well, see, the, it's either the scripture or the coffee. It's cake. both, One, yes. Well, <laughs> both together. <laughs> Amen. Blessings. 743, Andre's forecast coming up. So you make a decision to give a gift. Sure, it's financial, but it's personal too. It's a choice with consequences. Don't get me wrong. Those consequences are good. They fund an amazing way to reach people who can't be reached any other way. This funding goes to places and engages people who need to be engaged in the place where they are. Yeah, your gift does that. Going places is what we've always done. When you give, you go with us. Heartfelt Radio, 91.9 FM.